0: What's going on, everybody? Brendan Schaefer here alongside you for another episode of b Shafe Daily. Hope everybody's doing okay out there, keeping themselves healthy as we quarantine here over the last couple of weeks now and a couple more weeks at least to go. Hopefully that's all it ends up being, but you know, it could certainly last longer than that. I'm no doctor. I have no idea. Wash your hands. That's all I've got on that front. But on the sports front, I'm excited to introduce today another guest to the B-Shape Daily show, his name is Cole Claiborne. You can find him on Twitter at sock underscore Sunday. You may have seen him around the Twitter tweets before. He's a Cardinals fan, sports guy, and just a cool guy in general. And so I saw him tweet out the other night that he was interested in joining some podcasts. And I thought, you know what? I'm just grasping at straws on this show right now. Don't always have a full docket of things to talk about. And sometimes it can be a lot more enjoyable to talk to another person. So I told Cole, hey man, let's do it. And so we recorded the podcast about 30 minutes long. Excited for you guys to get a chance to listen to it. We talk about some Cardinals. We talk baseball and life in general as we as a population have to deal with with and come to terms with and find ways to handle this coronavirus situation that is certainly impacting all of us. And so we get into a little bit of everything in the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy things. I'm going to fire up the interview with Cole Claiborne right after you hear about a little spot from Anchor, and then we'll be right into things on B-Shape Daily. All right, and I'm excited now to have with me another guest on an edition of B-Shape Daily. We've got Cole Claiborne with me this evening. He is also at High sock underscore Sunday on Twitter, if I got that correct. But welcome in, Cole. How are you doing today, man? I'm
1: great. How are you doing, Brendan?
0: You know, I'm doing as well as I possibly can do, considering the circumstances. It's kind of a weird time. I decide I'm going to start up this podcast where I talk about Cardinals baseball every day. And then, for the first time in my <laughs> lifetime... Because I was born, I guess technically the the strike of 1994, I was kind of right in there when I was born. But uh, for the first time really in my known lifetime, we don't have baseball when baseball season is supposed to begin, which is tomorrow. So I'm dealing with that the best I can. But I know you're a big baseball guy, big sports guy too. So I'm curious how this has been for you. like Just in general, what's been going on uh, with your life now that you don't have sports to watch every night like the rest of us?
1: Yeah. I mean, pretty much the same. Like I, uh, like I, I was excited about the baseball season starting. I was supposed to have my fantasy baseball draft on Sunday and that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of here. We don't know when the season is going to start. And it's, I went on, I went on a walk today and I was just thinking like, you know, it, it felt like spring. It smelled like spring. People were cutting their grass and I always associate that feeling with the start of baseball and, It's just weird that we're not going to have that. And it's not even something that we could be angry about. You know, if it's a strike, we can maybe channel our anger toward the greediness of owners or players. But this is something that's really out of our control. And it's not just baseball. It's every sport that's on hold. I mean, I'm I'm a high school tennis coach, and our season was supposed to have started last week. And we're not we're not playing, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get to coach those girls again because this was going to be my last season coaching there. And so I I just it's 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 a weird feeling because I get you know it's weird because spring is always this uh, time of renewal and things are starting to 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 sprout up again that we haven't seen since you know the last fall maybe and you know flowers are out grass is green that what the weather's nice and it just was eerie like I was going on this walk and. You know, people were out walking but for the most part everything was pretty silent which there is some beauty to that too but it's just as weird that normally I'm, I'm getting excited about all of these things about to start here in the spring and they're just not happening and you put that in context with what actually is happening which is scary happening around the world with this health crisis and yeah we've never lived through anything like this and I don't know that we ever will I hope not because This sucks. I mean, i've I've been I've been okay without sports a little bit, just because I know that I'm not alone, and there's people that their life really revolves around this. I mentioned this on my own podcast week week and a half ago or so. Um, You know, I'm I'm a man of pretty strong faith, and ten years ago, this type of crisis would have affected me a whole lot different than it is now, and. I think for me, it's a nice chance to kind of realize where I put my identity and where I get my joy from. And that's not to say sports are bad or anything like that. But um, it's nice to have other things to fill my time with that, you know, it, when sports are gone, I can actually do some things that maybe I've been putting off that I was allowing sports to distract me from. And, you know, I've got a wife who I get to spend a lot more time with now and maybe do some things that we both can enjoy rather than building my nights around watching the Cardinals or some basketball game. So there's beauty to it. I mean, it's definitely unfortunate. Like, we all want sports to be around because whenever you're bored, it's easy to just turn on a baseball game and have that playing in the background, and we won't have that. So it's going to be weird. Uh, I don't know when baseball is going to start. Hopefully June maybe. But, it, you know, to, be, to go through April and May without any baseball, I just – I don't know that I'm really prepared for what that's going to look like.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not prepared for what it's going to look like. And you mentioned, you know, for me personally, it definitely does have a little more of an impact from a sports standpoint, just because like I had booked already to go to Cincinnati for opening day. I was going to, you know, be there to cover that. I spent three weeks down in Jupiter in spring training to prepare for the inevitable baseball season. And now the baseball season, not exactly so inevitable. It's kind of crazy to me just how quickly, like – it crept up into oh yeah I'm kind of aware of that coronavirus thing to like boom by the way it's going to impact literally every part of your life it's been a whirlwind it's only been a couple of weeks like it's just crazy to think about
1: yeah I had a, a parent of a one of my tennis players text me uh, probably it was I think it was the weekend before everything really started to shut down in our country and th- you know at that point I was still very much like this is stupid we've we've had other We've had other pandemic or not pandemics, but we've had other viruses like this that have threatened to, you know, kill off humanity and never happened. And, you know, I had a parent say, I wouldn't be surprised if your tennis season gets canceled. And I responded with, I would be very surprised if that happens. And, you know, I just was kind of dismissing it like this is stupid. Why are they canceling events? And then it was not a week later that. We're seeing the NBA get postponed, and then the NCAA tournament gets postponed, and then the state high school basketball tournaments are being postponed. Which I'm from Indiana, and that's a huge deal in Indiana because high school basketball is like Christmas for yeah. Hoosiers. And Hoosiers, for yeah. that for, for that to be for that to be canceled was a big deal. And on top of that, you know, every major sport not being played, and I, I just it's it's eerie it's i don't know how else to describe it it's just eerie i, I don't i really i really hope that we never had to live through this again it's not even just the fact that like i'm a sports fan it's just that like life is so different like i was doing on that walk earlier and you know i i walked what I would consider to be a normal distance away from somebody. And they're like, Oh gotta be, gotta be six feet apart. And I'm like, this is just weird that we've got to operate this way. We've got to behave this way. And I hope this passes. I hope that, you know, people that are sick can get healthy and I hope this, you know, can get out of our, get out of the world, I guess, quickly, so that we don't have to deal with it. But man, it's the next month or two, even I think are going to be, uh, be a lot like what we're experiencing right now.
0: Yeah, and that's what you're talking about. You mentioned June. I think I'd lock that in right away if I could if I were given the choice of, you know, when is the baseball season going to start. For a little while I was thinking it would be like the coolest thing ever, and I would almost be okay with all of it, just on the idea that if they were to get it started by Memorial Day weekend, like we've always talked about opening day needs to be a holiday, and then for one year it like would be. But I don't think I think I'm with you. It's not gonna quite be that early. It's gonna be more like June, hopefully, and then may, I mean talk about July and then if it gets to be Beyond that, you know, who knows what they would have to do to the to the baseball season. But yeah, just like the the general attitude that you were talking about with yeah, okay, they're not gonna cancel tennis season, like don't be ridiculous. And like people were you know, the NCAA tournament. I was supposed to go to Vegas To to watch that, you know, I've always said I would love to be out in Vegas for the basketball tournament just to see what it's like and see all the people. And I I just have always thought that would be a fun thing. And so we finally this year decided we're going to do it. We booked it. We scheduled it. It was ready to go. And then as that's all kind of going, we're like, you know, hey, are we still do you still want to is this going to and like we're just kind of wondering. And lo and behold, you know, they took the decision out of our hands, obviously. And I think mm-hmm. that made it easier on me because otherwise I might have been trying to do something stupid and dangerous because just of all, all that I had invested into it. But when they canceled the NCAA tournament, that's when, you know, like, OK, this is it. but again, unimaginable a couple of weeks ago. But that's just where it is now. Another thing I wanted to ask you about kind of on this trend, on this topic Okay, let's say baseball does go to like July before it starts or something, and they can't get but maybe half of the games of a season in. Have you seen where they're talking about maybe trying to do like a tournament or like a weird styled postseason? And, you know, what would you think about that if they just for one year and maybe other sports, too, if they could get hockey going and get NBA going at some point in time, if they're just like, we're going to do something crazy off the wall. And might feel like a gimmick, but like, what other choice do we have?
1: I haven't seen the, that proposal you're mentioning. I did see where Scott Boris proposed something about uh, playing a, a full 162 <laughs> season and having the World Series go up until Christmas. So I don't really know yeah. how that would work. They'd have to use all the indoor uh, stadiums. But I, and that that to me, it's it, it would be weird because you're making teams play out of their hometown. And it's just... I, they'd have to move the winter meetings. And I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that I'm not the one that's in charge of figuring this out. No and kidding. Rob, Rob Manfred is apparently supposed to be on Scott Van Pelt's show tonight. So I'd be interested to hear what he has to say about what the baseball season is going to look like. But uh, no, I, I didn't hear whatever you mentioned, like a crazy put a, uh, Postseason, I didn't hear what that. Yeah, was. I, so, I, don't I don't even know. think
0: it was. I don't even think it was anything super specific. I think Buster only. They were talking on one of the ESPN shows. They send me a clip to my phone, and I'm like, okay, what's this? And I look at it, but they didn't really go into too much as far as details or specifics on it. But I don't know, just the idea that if they only if they play a shortened season to just kind of do a, you know like a knockout tournament style maybe to where the the games are that, that are played are considered like seeding for the 30 teams but maybe everybody gets a shot on some level form or fashion into how that would look. I was just curious. I haven't really gotten to talk to very many people about that and I thought about it so I wanted to see if you if you had seen it or given any thought to the idea. But you're right about the the, the Christmas thing. I saw that article too and I was like I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna click on this because I don't oh, yeah. I don't I don't want to get mad.
1: <laughs> it's hard enough when they play into late October and early November sometimes. Right. I remember when they played in Philadelphia and, and the guys are wearing those, you know, beanie things that they wear up over their neck and their head, and they're wearing basically like hooded sweatshirts under their jerseys. And I'm like, this is like at some point, it's just not conducive for baseball. And it's fine if you're able to play in a climate controlled Arena or a stadium, and that's why, like for basketball, they've got it a little bit better off because they can go. I mean, they don't want to go too close to what the next season would be, but they can always play whenever because they can play indoors. But with baseball, I mean, you're kind of limited to the months that the season's already in. I mean, even whenever you get, like you said, get into late April, it can get pretty cold. So I just and there's something about the playoffs being in October. I mean, I just it would it would feel weird watching playoff baseball in early December or something like that so I don't know I I don't I don't know what the solution is I mean I think at at, my my preference would be for them to just play some kind of a shortened season I mean I understand that it's it's not ideal but I think every sport is going to have to take the approach that their season this year might just be a little unconventional and I think for the most part fans will understand that like if your team misses out on the playoffs in an 85 game season you know I mean I feel like it's, it's going to be one of those things where you, you can't really be mad or anything because it's like this is a fluky season and whatever happens, we're just going to roll with it. And that's that would be my approach. I mean, I'm a huge fantasy baseball guy, and so obviously this is going to hurt numbers and it's going to make it hard to project what guys are going to do next year because you're not going to have a full season previously to work yeah, that's with. That's a good gonna, point, yeah.
0: You know, you're not going to have
1: a full season of data and you're going to have to extrapolate, and it's just going to be messy. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just – I think people are going to have to just roll with whatever whatever happens, and I don't I don't know that there's really any solution that maybe is better than than another. I I just I hope that they can start by June. I, I was really excited because I live in Bowling Green, Kentucky now, and we have the low A affiliate for the Tampa Bay Rays here, the Bowling Green Hot Rods, which actually ironically Matthew Libertor uh, played on that team last year, and so I was oh, excited. I was hoping that maybe he would be here this year and I could watch him. Then he got traded to the Cardinals, but uh, <laughs> the the All Star game for the Midwest League was supposed to be in Bowling Green this summer. And I was excited I was going to go to it. They were going to have a, uh, you know, like a beer, bourbon and beer fest and the home run derby. And that was supposed to be June 20th to the 23rd. I don't know if we're going to have it now. So, and I, I doubt the major leagues will have an all-star game. I don't really see a point in having one just play through the whole season. So it's just, this year's going to look way different and, and ridiculous. And it's just, I feel like we're going to have to just roll with whatever happens.
0: Yeah, I think you're right about that kind of attitude about just kind of let it be, especially considering like the idea that it's not a given that we're going to have baseball at all to to talk about or get to watch. Like, I'm still trying to keep myself in that mindset so that I'm not surprised in a negative way by anything that could happen, because so far, you know, we've seen how quickly it has progressed in a couple of weeks. And so we got to give it several more weeks to a month, I think, before we're really going to know a lot more about a timeline but it's I'm just trying to keep the mindset of kind of everything is a bonus at this point in time. And that really is unfortunate, and it sucks from a perspective of I'm trying to write about sports every day. But I, I think that's kind of the way this this could end up going. And I think about, like you mentioned, that sounds like it would have been a really cool event in Bowling Green. And I think about, you know, 4th of July is like probably my favorite holiday. It's definitely like in the top two right there with Christmas. Right. And like, OK, how much is that going to have an impact on just general summer merriments? Like yeah, I, and, and like we're we're sitting here on a podcast just shooting the breeze and that's what we do. But I understand this is a serious thing for a lot of people like my wife works in a hospital and she's, you know, dealing with and potentially coming into contact with people that that are going to have this or have already gotten this coronavirus. And so I know that's a really serious thing, but it's like human nature. It feels like natural to just wonder about you know, the, the things that you've taken for granted before previously about, okay, how is it going to impact that? And like, my mind just keeps racing deep into July, August, like all the different things that are going to be different this year. And my next question then is to wonder, okay, will they ever be the same again in the future? Like, will it ever go back to the way it was not just talking about 2020, but in future years too, it's just kind of crazy to think about.
1: Yeah. I was kind of thinking along those same lines today where, and and it's, it's probably recency bias, but it's, it's almost weird to think about the fact that just two weeks ago, we were completely fine with being in gatherings of thousands of people. And now it's like, holy crap, you can't even be with 10 people. And it's just so It's so weird how quickly your mind can shift. Cause right now it's like, you're thinking you have this, this hyperactivity in your brain about like, I've got to be home. I've got to, only be with a couple people. I gotta be away from people, and it's like the days of being in a in a packed sports stadium seem far away. And it, and I mean they're not. It just it seems crazy. And the thing about all of this is that there's so many things that we wait for a whole year for them to come around. And One of which is the NCAA tournament. Yeah. For me for, <laughs> me, for me, for me, I'm an I'm a I'm a Western Kentucky graduate, and so my only hope, pretty much every year, for my alma mater getting into the tournament is them to win their conference tournament. So, obviously, I watched the whole season. And the last two years, Western has lost in the championship game or the conference tournament. This year, they had a really, really good team. They were coming in as the two seed. And I was so pumped on that Thursday to watch them play in the the quarterfinals of their conference tournament. Then they announced the conference tournament was canceled and obviously the NCAA tournament. And so now I'm like, I've got to wait another year to maybe for them to to maybe make the tournament, and then and then everybody looks forward to March and that first weekend of the NCAA tournament because it's like a sports holiday. And then we have got to wait another year for the true opening day, which is you know late March, early April every year. And then on top of that, you mentioned like July and all that kind of stuff. Well, like I'm not a BQJ fan by any means, but I love watching the NBA playoffs, especially the finals, because you get to see the best players in the world really playing at a high level. And I don't watch really many regular season games, but I'll watch the crap out of the, out of the playoffs. Well, that might not happen until August or September, which is going to be weird, you know? And so it's just our whole sports calendar is thrown off. And the things that like our mind, it's almost like you get like muscle memory, so to speak, in terms of like getting used to the rhythm of sports and man, like whenever you, like I'm realizing this year, like when that gets thrown off, That's crazy. Like, I'm I'm not a big NBA fan. So whenever they went on strike about eight or what was it, 10 years ago, it wasn't I didn't affect me that much. But if baseball ever went on strike, it would definitely affect me because that's just like those rhythms that you're used to. It's like, all right, you know, February starts. Pitchers and catchers are going to report late March, early April. Baseball season is going to start. And then it just goes and and rolls into that. And, you know, in a few weeks, we were going to have, I guess, Probably yeah this week we were going to have the you know the the overlap of the NCAA tournament with the start of baseball and that's always one of my favorite times of the year and we're not going to have that so it's it's almost like like on my on my podcast I did something where I was talking about all of this and I said it almost would be like if you're a kid and on Christmas Eve somebody came and told you Santa's just going to take the year off and you didn't get any Christmas gifts and it's like what what are you talking about and that's <laughs> kind of like the, that's like the jarring that's like the only thing that I can think of is like the the jarring idea that you know we're who people who are big sports fans were deprived of that of that experience and obviously that pales in comparison to the 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 actual real life struggles that people are going through but uh, you know since this is a, a, a you know a sports podcast a baseball podcast yeah, you know we're talking about baseball and how that affects and obviously like I said no disrespect or anything to the the actual trials that are going on I think it's paramount that we take care of that but man the side effect is we don't have our sports and it sucks
0: yeah and it's just you know kind of something that you got to feel your way through and talk your way through it to feel a little more to make it feel a little more real because it for a while this has not felt like it was a real thing to me and and now we're we're on i guess and I don't know people I've seen tweets about day 8 day 9 without sports i have no idea how long it's been <laughs> i just know it's probably not been as long as it feels like it's been but you hit the nail on the head talking about the NCAA tournament like that's literally my probably my favorite week of the year and I'm a bigger baseball guy than I am college basketball but there's just something about that week in particular that I I can't get enough of it and yeah I mean I'm I'm sure not going to take it for granted next year I could promise you that much and you you talk about fantasy (laughs) baseball too like I'm a huge fantasy baseball guy and I've got dynasty leagues and I I think I'm playing ahead all winter I've made so many trades and then I'm like well I guess I guess we don't have to do all the drafts just yet. Like I'll probably no. still do mine in April just to kind of have something to do. And, and I, it probably won't change too much. Like injuries are always going to happen. And so you never know. But I want to my people in my league that I am the commissioner of. They're like, hey, are we doing the draft? I'm like, I guess not. Let's take a couple weeks. But I do want to have something to look forward to from a sports slant. So maybe yeah. we'll do it in April, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I was so looking forward to our draft on, on Sunday night. And up until like a week before, our commissioner was planning to have the draft on that night. Then he just was like, hey, we should probably just wait until we have an idea when the season's going to start. And I'm like, that probably makes sense, but it does suck. And the thing that really hurts me is I, I'm in a dynasty league. This is going to be our sixth year with this league. And I am I love it. I, but I I drafted really poorly initially, and that has really set me back. I've had a lot of different injuries. And the last couple of years, I've really been – rebuilding my team and i sent you my roster i've got a ton of prospects that yeah. maybe maybe around may or june were set to make their debut and i was i was planning on that and i kind of had a strategy of how i was going to draft that would kind of tide me over to those guys came up because most of them are pitchers well kind of screwed now because i don't know if any of these guys are going to come up at all this year for playing with the shortened season so just the way that my roster is constru- constructed this may set me back another year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of guys that I'm super excited about, but I was also hoping that I could somehow make a, make a run toward the playoffs because my offense is really good. But now these pitchers who I thought, you know, I've got guys like uh, Matt Manning and Casey Mize and okay. Forrest Whitley and Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright and Dustin May. Like, I don't, I don't know when these guys are going to come up now because they were po- probably going to come up, you know, sometime mid summer, but if we're not starting until midsummer, I don't know if they're going to come up at all. They may just, the organizations may just say, hey, we're going to use this year and have you, you know, throw three or four months in AAA again because there's no reason for you to come up. So I may be stuck with, uh, you know, just trying to to find some guys off the waiver wire and mixing and matching for the season and hoping that next year these guys will be ready to go. So the the I, I didn't really think about that until recently that just the way that my roster is constructed this really hurts. I mean, yeah, that's obviously like low on the totem pole of, worries but for me I've been trying to get back to the playoffs and have success and I don't know that it's going to happen this year just because of those the status of those guys are just not quite on the major league roster yet
0: yeah I like some of those names too you talk about and it's good to be able to talk about baseball players and have that be a relevant part of the conversation when we're talking about (laughs) fantasy baseball but uh you said Forrest Whitley I've got one of him I've got so I'm in two dynasty leagues I've got Matt Manning I think in both I've got Mackenzie Gore in one, and I was really excited about him, but he's another guy too that I think had a lot of success last year at double a, but the Padres probably, you know, okay. If we start baseball in June, in June, like we're, we're kind of hoping and praying happens, then you you know, you're not, you're not going to probably bring those guys up in August, unless you're really like thinking they can be the difference on a team. That's trying to contend for whatever kind of playoffs it's going to end up being this year in major league baseball, um, I wanted to get your thought, too, before we get out of here. I know that we're not seeing baseball happening right now, but on the Cardinals, what do you think about just general impressions about what we thought the team would look like back in February, and then maybe if we do get a season going for 100 games or so, what do you think of what they put together for 2020?
1: Man, I was so excited about what Jack Flaherty could do with the full season this year, and I think he's still going to have a great year. But like I said earlier, it's just, it's going to be so weird to not have that full season of data to really contextualize what guys did this year. And that's going to be hard to really know how good people are. Cause I mean, look at Jack Clarity last year. He was horrible for the first half. Now, I shouldn't say horrible, but he was, it's just, he to, was
0: mediocre though. I mean, that's, I mean, he was, yeah, he, he,
1: he wasn't great. And then the second half, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. And that was because they had a full season. So there's going to be guys that, for whatever length of time they play this year, they're just not going to perform well. And it's going to be really hard to gauge what that means for them going into next year. And so for guys like Dylan Carlson, who are, who are, you know, hopefully going to be on the roster guys like Tyler O'Neill that we're hoping to play a full season. If they get off to a slow start, they might end with numbers that they may you know, might not have normally ended with. And so it's just going to be hard to really handicap what certain guys do. And, you know, in the off season, I'm curious what kind of moves, gms will make based off of those numbers i mean i'm sure that they're smart enough not to overreact but i mean think about guys that were on one-year contracts like marcelo zuna going to the braves like how much is that going to hurt what he does in in free agency next year and i'm just i'm curious to see how that all plays out and how guys extrapolate you know what their what their stats are supposed to be i mean in terms of the cardinals though i mean i was just i was really excited to see this young outfielding core i mean i was a little nervous but also excited and excited, hopefully, I mean, I think there's a lot there's a lot of buzz for Paul Goldschmidt coming into this year. A lot of the fantasy guys were pretty high on him being a rebound candidate. I was honestly really excited to see what Tommy Edmund could do in a full season. He was on my on my radar because in my league, we keep 20 guys. We got 12 teams. So when we draft, there's you know, it's kind of in a normal uh redraft league, we get guys that are typically like, you know, rounds 14 and on that are available. And so Tommy, Tommy Edmund was on my list because he, you know, provides steals, uh, pretty good. At, you know, batting average and all that kind of stuff. So I was excited to see what those guys would do with the full season. And I just, I'm, I'm worried about guys, um, you know, having kind of a down year, so to speak, because they just won't have a full year to, to to, bounce back if they get off to a slow start. So I, I'm i curious about guys like Matt Carpenter who were really bad last year and how he responds in a shortened year. And I'm sure there's guys that the shortened year will help because they may start off strong. And then if they cool off a little bit, there'd be less of a cool off time. And, you know, there's not, I don't think there'll be that typical all-star break where guys will take a week off. And sometimes that either helps or hurts guys. So it's going to be really interesting statistics wise and especially fantasy baseball wise, because, you know, in the off season, if you're making moves, you often use the previous year's stats to contextualize it. But that's why I always like to look at, you know, kind of three year averages. It gives you a little bit more, true sense of what a guy's value is but for these rookies and young guys you just won't have that so i don't know that's kind of my thought in terms of fantasy and real life baseball how this is going to affect us
0: yeah and i mean think about a guy okay he goes on the injured list for a month typically that's only one sixth of the season now it might be a third or you know half who knows the percentage Uh, of the season if you have a an injury that would normally be considered uh, like a minor deal you spend 15 20 days that could end up being a significant portion of the season and yeah talk about take it to the next level arbitration. How does that impact what arguments guys can make? And I mean, that's Jack Flaherty going into next season, trying to determine what his sound. And that's been a big talking point and a big thing that's been discussed with him, not accepting the contract offers from the Cardinals, either of the last two seasons. And now he can go into a new year, like, you know, based on a a, a half a season or a partial season of statistics. It's, I mean, you could look at it from a, a positive for him and say, well, when I did have a full season, here's what the numbers were ERA below three or whatever it was. And you can kind of lump that into a 162 game sum. but yeah, that's something that just talking to you now, I'm starting to think about with the, the ramifications of what's, what's going on in 2020 are going to, are going to hit and going to last for quite a long time. I have a feeling.
1: Yeah. It's something that I, I just thought of. And I think like I got, I listened to the CBS fantasy baseball podcast pretty much every day that uh, I really like what those guys do. And they were talking. You know, you got you get a lot of these rookies that typically wouldn't come up until mid-April or, or early May because of the the surface time rule. And I don't know if MLB has figured out what that's going to look like this year because some of those guys that may have just arbitrarily been held down to the minors because of that, if, if that is waived this year or something, I, I wonder if they'll just start the season with the big league team. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I know, I know guys like Evan white and Lewis Robert are supposed to be with the big team, big league team already. Cause they've got contracts, but some of those other guys that might've started out in triple A, you know, the whole Chris Bryant thing where they started him out and brought them up and plenty of other guys have done that. I just, I wonder what that's going to look like uh, for guys that otherwise would have been in the minors until mid April or early May. Yeah, man, there's definitely a whole lot that we don't know. And and
0: hopefully Like with each passing day, each passing week, we we get to maybe know a little bit more about what's going on. But I'm going to let you go here. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me tonight, my guy. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I wish it were under better circumstances. But, you know, whenever (laughs) we do get get baseball going again, we can definitely talk. I I would love to hear your opinions as we go along. And there's real games to discuss. I'll have you back on. We'll do this again. And we'll talk some uh, some Western Kentucky basketball as well, whatever whatever
1: <laughs> suits you. Okay. They just landed a four star point guard from the class of twenty twenty one. So somehow Rick Stansberry just keeps bringing them in. They had now, a, wait, a minute, a wait a minute. Wait team. a minute.
0: Yeah, that, didn't they have the five star guy that w- people were kind of like, okay, how did they get him to to get in here?
1: Yeah. So he came in. He so he so he signed. Then he left campus. Then he came back. Then he left. And then he. Uh, didn't play basketball that year and just trained basically at a YMCA. He always was posting on his Instagram and then he got drafted in the first round by the Knicks. And then the next year they signed another five-star who reclassified and he's been there. He actually got hurt this year. I was at the game. He like broke something in his knee. It was disgusting. They beat beat Arkansas during that game um, and there were like 17 NBA scouts there and he got hurt with like five minutes left and he was out the rest of the year. So I don't know if he's going to go to the draft or if he's going to come back because, you know, they can't do a whole lot of the the typical pre-draft stuff. So he can't really show that he's healthy. I just, I'm curious what he'll do. So if he comes back, their team will be really, really good again. But uh, yeah, somehow Rick Stansberry uh, keeps, keeps bringing him in there, which yeah, I'm, I'm going huh? to turn my, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to turn a blind eye to however that's happening. I'm just going go to, as long as it game. checks.
0: As long as the checks keep clearing, man, they're going to be in good shape. I can't wait to, to put them in my bracket as the twelve seed or whatever it's going to be next year. All right, it's going to because we talked about it today. Now I'm going to be following it, and it's going to happen. Cole Claiborne, he's HighSoc underscore Sunday on Twitter. Thanks for the time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. And there you have it, folks, another episode of B-Shape Daily in the books. Thanks once again to Cole Claiborne for joining me for this edition of B-Shape Daily. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, you'll find us there. Thanks once again for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.